Welcome or welcome back to The Bicultural Identity, a podcast created from the experiences unique to young Asians raised in a Western society. We're your hosts, Connie and Jenny. Our weekly episodes contain conversations around social issues, pop culture topics, and nostalgic childhood memories that are significant in our lives as second-gen Canadians. This week, we have a bit of a fun episode. Yes, yes, yes. I think it's actually really fitting. Okay, I don't think Harold expects a shout-out on this episode, but... Harold and I, we do this thing called Album of the Day. We try to listen to an album every weekday. Sometimes it doesn't always work out. Harold is a past guest on our episode. Yes, go check that episode out. Um, But today we reached our 100th album of 2020. Wow. So what a great day to film this episode about music, right? I guess so. Not that (laughs) I have anything to do with this. (laughs) So I basically just gave away that this episode is about music. Jenny and I are doing the playlists of our lives. I think that's like a YouTube series. I remember some, you watch it yeah. with K-pop groups or Sometimes, whatever. yeah. Do you know which channel it is? No, but maybe we should link it where we got our ideas from. We should credit them. So since Connie doesn't know um, and we have to give credit, I just searched it up and it's from Teen Vogue. So their YouTube okay. channel. Cool. So we're just going to do that. Jenny and I might have interpreted this differently. I don't know, because I haven't really watched any of these videos. So when I heard playlists of our lives, I kind of just thought, like, through the milestones of my life. Uh-huh. So I don't even know how, like, they do it on Team Vogue, to be honest. I don't think I watched a full video. Mm-hmm. I kind of did that. Sometimes I took songs that, like, fit with certain portions of my life. Not necessarily milestones, but, like, general moods. <laughs> so disclaimer from my part. I think we're going to go, like one by one and just list one song at a time basically take turns but disclaimer on my part is that or maybe this is relatable for everyone but when I had my first mp3 player or my first uh ipod video or something I don't think we've ever had ipod nanos I still think ipod videos are cool yeah so when we first had those don't expect really great music recommendations from this episode from me because spotify is a recent development in exactly. our it was not existent in our childhoods that's so funny because like i was gonna give the same disclaimer i was really excited for this episode at first because i thought maybe i'd have really good music recommendations to give everyone like songs they never think to check out but turns out if i look through like my past and my childhood my teenage years of course we listen to like quote-unquote basic music but i also think that's not a bad thing because i don't like how people judge basic music taste or music taste at all because who is one to judge like what art is better than the other unless you listen to really really stupid people okay agreed (laughs) there's sometimes like actual bad music (laughs) yeah that's true but obviously we won't recommend those (laughs) you can check out these songs on spotify i think jenny and i are gonna make personal playlists that take all the songs that we mentioned yeah sure we have better songs to recommend maybe you snoop around in our other playlists not that they're those aren't updated uh, oh oh, yeah okay i don't not that they're artistically curated but if you just want to snoop into our actual like music taste post Mm -hmm. uh 2003 you know then this is a good chance to find our spotify's Maybe since I do love exploring new music, I'll like start, you know, making a playlist every month or something. Oh my something. god, you're one of those. Songs I no, it, you're one of those. <laughs> we'll there were so many of those like uh, men in oh. my uh, university that would just like curate these like Spotify playlists and they'd have like, I don't know, Family Guy album art and like, no. Ooh. Okay. Anyway. No, I wouldn't do that. But yeah. Anyway, Jenny, why don't you start with the first song? Wow. I finally get to start. We are pushing down Confucius boundaries here. Um, okay. 
My first song. I wonder if we'll have same similar songs. We did not compare lists at all, but Connie mentioned something when we were preparing it, and uh-huh. I was like, oh, uh oh. My first song is Love Story by Taylor Swift. Oh my god! Okay, I do have my first song as Taylor Swift too. Okay, but it's good, not different the same song. song. Okay, so I'm guessing, <laughs> I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I didn't put down teardrops on my guitar. That's not mine either. Good, okay. Because when I like, fun fact about myself, I had like absolutely zero crushes going through my entire. <laughs> public school career so like when she came out with teardrops on my guitar and got like super big i was like i don't know like i don't really relate to her in this drew situation I to that one so um love story was mine it was like my childhood like fantasy song and then it's the first time i saw like a female singer songwriter and you know how like when you're a kid you just have like basically any career dream possible so i saw taylor swift and i was like i want to be her I'm going to be a singer. No, but I can't sing. So I don't know where that came from. I didn't know. You never mentioned that you wanted to be a singer. I don't think I wanted to be a singer specifically, but I thought it was so cool that she was just doing whatever she wanted to do. And then Love Story was like, I was like, she wrote a whole story into a song. Oh, yeah. I think she made me like want to write poetry more or like lyrics. And I still remember going back to China um, and we took like those studio pictures that everyone takes pictures of, like Mm -hmm. when they're going back to visit family. And I was dressed in like this white dress and they made me pose against like a roman a roman pillar right and i was like i feel like taylor swift from love story can this be the episode art (laughs) you in the white dress oh god (laughs) i have pictures so that would be fun um maybe yeah like i don't know it was just a fun little i guess it's the equivalent of how like caucasian girls are like oh you know legally blonde is like Mm -hmm. my um culture my upbringing yeah, yeah, yeah but then like love story was probably my female awakening oh that's yeah. a cool description of your first song thank you i chose taylor swift but for like a completely different reason so the taylor swift song i chose and this is a little bit sad but it's never grow up oh wow <laughs> every time i listened to that in high school or not high school way before high school it even. was middle school i think yeah when it came up um, I avoid negative feelings, right? Yeah. So I would just like skip it and be like, oh. <laughs> exactly. Like it made me feel so much. And back then, because I was still like, what, 12? <laughs> like, even though I thought I understood what the song was talking about, I didn't really. Like, if I could, I'd go back to those times. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was like the never grow up age that I want to return to. Yeah. I thought like Taylor Swift in general was just like super monumental in my childhood because I don't know, Jenny probably felt this way too. But I felt kind of weird growing up. Like, I didn't quite fit in. And wow. she was like, Are you Cole Sprouse? <laughs> Are you Jughead? I'm weird. <laughs> Wait, how does that line go? I don't even know. <laughs> Blacked it out. But yeah. Um, and she was like, kind of that, oh my God, she probably perpetuated that I'm not like other girls' vibe. Yeah. But like, back then, it was a little like, oh, I don't have to be like this stereotypical definition of cool. Like, I can just be dorky and still like, be valid as a person mm-hmm. and so i thought she was like a very comforting figure as i grew up and i thought it was fitting to choose never grow up because it's like the song representative of my more childhood days totally okay so we did go about this very different ways. yes i just chose songs that <laughs> i think my songs are kind of like on the level of the jokes that you would get uh best dressed or ashley mm-hmm. on youtube to make fun of like oh, that no. we all like vibe to as children uh-huh. so speaking of throwback songs Get ready for my musical awakening when I thought, you know, like, it's like my little elementary school brain was like, holy crap, production and producing exists. 
music. Your elementary school brain yes. noticed production. <laughs> and we're talking here about Fireflies by Owl City. Oh Why didn't I put that on my playlist? It's the first time I actually, like, absorbed music, which is so weird when you think about it because it's uh-huh. such a mainstream and, like, it's become kind of like a legendary 2000 song, I mm-hmm, think. Mm-hmm. I'm mad but, at myself that I forgot to clue yeah, that. I still remember <laughs> where I heard it first. That's how big of an impact it had. It's what? like, so I think Love Story, I just remembered it because it was more of like a cultural influence. Mm-hmm. But then for Fireflies, it's like whenever I think about playlists of my life or music that defines my life, Fireflies is the first song where I like actually liked a song on the radio, which was the only place where we heard music from, right? Yes. So I remember we were driving in our car to ballet, like to our wow, ballet lessons. Wow, you remember this very vividly. Yeah. <laughs> and this song came up and my little brain was just like, oh my God, <laughs> this is art. <laughs> Thanks, Connie. <laughs> Quoting Jackson Way. You know what's hilarious about Fireflies by Owl City? I literally wrote a middle school project on that song. Oh my god. Yeah, but like, it was just like with the synths and like all the do 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 do. You're just like, oh my goodness, <laughs> things can make those sounds. I am yeah. also noticing now, Jenny, I think my songs are going to be way sadder than yours. Okay. This is the difference between an optimist <laughs> and a pessimist. Yeah. And it's like, literally, I remember too, Um, I went to like a, in high school even, I went to a journalist mm-hmm. uh, program for universities. Like they brought high school students in to try a week of university, if you remember that. And I, remember. I, I went for journalism and we had to start a blog and my blog was called 10 Million Fireflies. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> So, that's my second song. An amazing choice. I'm so mad at myself that I didn't think of it. Merci beaucoup. My second choice is also kind of like a song we listen to a lot. But I already kind of jumped to my early high school days by choosing this. Mm-hmm. It was like during my Tumblr days where I thought I was so cool oh, and no, hipster. I think I know what's coming. Yes, you definitely know what's coming. It's that song that you think you're like so unique and loving, but actually everyone loves. And it's Sweater Weather by The Neighborhood. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. You're making me want to reblog something. <laughs> Fun fact on Tumblr, I think I had like a photo of my Starbucks get like 300k reblogs. I remember that. It was like a frappuccino. Yeah. <laughs> it was Weird so much times. easier to go viral back then. <laughs> yep. That's just like a song representative of my Tumblr days. And I was like debating between that and like Marina and the Diamonds. Yeah, but there's also Summertime Sadness. Oh, yes, Lana Del Rey. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, so, sorry, I'm taking some time to save sweater weather right now <laughs> on Spotify. Okay, done. Are you? Is that good with your second song, Sweater yes. Weather? Okay. We'll do a sweet. recap of our whole list, by the way, at okay, the end. Okay, yeah. Um, so, my third song is kind of like the equivalent of Connie's Sweater Weather. <laughs> oh, no. Where, you know, it was the first time you had a bit of freedom with your music, and you were like, I have taste, right? Mm-hmm. And my high school friend actually pulled me out specifically and recommended the song to me, and I actually really liked it. It's called All I Want by Codaline. Oh! Yeah. I actually didn't used to listen to that a lot. I think Jenny's way more into, like, indie music. Yeah. But then I realized later on that a lot of it bored me, but I still Uh like All I Want. Basically, what happened was she showed me that song, and then I was like, this is so good. I'm not going to be like the other people. I'm going to listen to indie music. Okay, that's a legit indie song, though. Unlike Sweater Weather. Was it? I guess so. Because still people don't listen to Kodaline that much. I guess. But I think if you're indie, then you already know Kodaline. Okay, yeah. So then 
um, it had like a cool music video too, where the guy was like, it was kind of like Beauty and the Beast, but modern day. And I thought I was like, oh, that's so artsy. That's so like metaphorical. <laughs> you it was so cool. Yeah. So I remember buying the whole album and like listening to it. And I was like, this is taste. And then when I went back, I was like, the rest of the album's kind of like whatever, bro. Oh. But um, yeah, I still like All I Want. Good song. Just notice how the beginning of our musical journey is so white. <laughs> No, I'm being serious. You're saying that at a good time. Are you transitioning? Yeah, you're I'm about to uh, Yeah, you're setting too. me up for my song number four, <laughs> but you can go to three first. So my song number three is where I start transitioning to less white music. And so entering high school, it's the first time I kind of socialize with my people more. You know how there were like a lot more Asians in our high school? Yes, a lot. And so I discovered K-pop. Wow. And I didn't want to choose like you know, a generic EXO song for this because technically they didn't introduce me to K-pop. I know like a few groups that introduced me to K-pop, K-pop. And one of them I don't want to talk about anymore because <laughs> a member did a terrible thing. <laughs> but this K-pop song I want to recommend is Hello by Shiny. Whoa. I remember like, it's not even a significant song in my K-pop repertoire. Like mm-hmm. I don't even think I have it saved anymore. But this was like the second K-pop music video I ever watched. Yeah. And... It was, like, one of the videos I actually thought K-pop was pretty cool. Because, like, to be honest, K-pop sometimes takes a while to get into. Like, it's kind of different from American pop. And dare I say, like, more noisy and, like... Overwhelming. Exactly. Like, there's just a lot of different genres mixed into it, I think. Mm-hmm. And then Hello by Shiny was just a really easy song to digest and love. I don't remember the song. I'm going to go <laughs> uh, apologize to Shiny and watch the video right after this recording. Yes. This is probably before you got into K-pop, though. So, it's fine. Jenny. Yeah. All I had was wedding dress at the time. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to put at first. I was like, oh, I don't want to support any Big Bang member right now. But um, that's besides the point. Shiny is also one of those groups that I think, like, has just really lasted and withstood the test of time. They truly are the superior K-pop group. Yes. In that generation, I think they're one of the few unproblematic groups. Also, like, even now with their comebacks and, like, with the newer songs, like, even Mm -hmm. though it hasn't been, like, it's been a while since, but they've continued to, like, shift their sound and, like, stay. Mm -hmm. Like, every time they release something, I'm just like, yes, this is my new favorite song. Yeah. Oh, so sad to say, but, like, Jonghyun used to write a lot of songs, Mm -hmm. too, and now we don't have that, unfortunately. But let's get happy again, Jenny. Hopefully your next song's happy. Okay, so as Connie was saying, I'm going to start with... Uh, my actual introduction to K-pop, because I think wedding dress doesn't count. That's, like, something that everyone has, like, for us, I think it was our cousin who came over one day and just, like, made us listen Mm -hmm, to it or mm -hmm. something. And Um, every Asian boy just learned how to play that on the piano. Yeah, and it wasn't even, like, back then I was still, like, very, like, whitewashed, so I didn't even see it as, like, oh, like, it's so exotic. Like, it was literally Mm -hmm. just, like, ingrained in you as normal music. Uh Uh-huh. Um, so my first brave step into K-pop was Miracles in December by EXO. And, Lovely song. Yeah, and I remember I was just in awe of their vocals. Like, their whole group wasn't even in that song. Uh-huh. Um, it was just their vocal line, right? Yeah, I thought it was just, like, I think Connie and her friend Caitlin, who will probably be on our podcast eventually, um, my friend too, I guess, maybe. <laughs> She's gonna get so um, mad that. <laughs> Uh, so they like had been pushing EXO for so long and I think it's only when they like made me listen to that song that I was like okay fine like they're pretty good okay mm-hmm. and then I also found it really like revolutionary because I was like I didn't know K-pop groups also made Chinese versions 
of songs. So there's like a version I could understand. And And then you learned that they had a whole Chinese subunit. Yeah. And then I was immediately in awe of Chen's voice. OST King. Legit. And I hope he's having a good time with his family. So cute. So that's my next song. There's really nothing about it other than it was pivotal to making me not hate my own cultures. I think it's pivotal for me laughing at Chris. Oh my god. Because <laughs> like even though the non-vocal line wasn't in that song, they were in the music video and he yeah. had to act. I cl- remember clearly him drawing in front of this easel and just crying. Yep. <laughs> Indeed. What a scene. So what's your next song, Connie? My next song is a little bit more sad, but I think everyone needs to have a good grief song in their life because everyone will go through like love and loss and grieving, right? Okay. And so I think the perfect song for that is Talking to the Moon by Bruno Mars. Okay, true. I, I remember like, that song. Yeah. It was like in high school when I first experienced what grief actually is in that song. Like I had my Bruno Mars uh, phase. Do you yeah, remember you that, did. Jenny? You did. Yeah, you guys bought me his album for my birthday. I remember like you lost it for Grenade. Yes, that was a good song. It was. Bruno has a really good voice and like all his singles are hits. When is his next album going to come out? I hope soon. Every time he does it, it's like revolutionary. Mm-hmm. It's always worth the wait. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, very like iconic song in my youth, Mm -hmm. I'd say. Nice. Uh, Well, not nice, kind of sad because I know like what we're talking about here. (laughs) But like also like normal. Mm -hmm. Okay, so my fifth song, I won't go into much detail over. I suppose we should have said we're doing eight songs each. Oh, yeah. So we're not. might have mentioned it, hopefully. So we're not talking aimlessly. My fifth song, I'm not going to go into too much depth because you can go to our episode 16. So my next song is Danger by BTS. Nice. Yes. Uh, that's like the first time I've heard revolutionary pop music. Or not revolutionary, but for me it was. You know, because like a lot of songs I previously described are just kind of like Fireflies was my most pivotal awakening mm-hmm. before that point. And we all know like Fireflies is kind of just a bop, like a nostalgic bop. And I still think it's really great for its time. But um, Danger was the first one that I was like, wow. I can listen to this every day. So nice. And then it also was a gateway for my BTS life. So yep. that dark hole we all fell into. Yes. We like organize our list perfectly to coincide with one another and we didn't even plan this together. Kinda creepy. My fifth song is also BTS. And this would be like for my uni days. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to my experiences of a pre-med dropout, you know that Paradise is a really important song to me, but I decided not to choose that for this episode just because I didn't want to be repetitive. But okay. <laughs> now that you're repetitive, <laughs> maybe it wouldn't have mattered. But still, um, I chose a different BTS song, and that is BTS Cypher Part 3 Killer. <laughs> wow. Because anyone that knows Are you me, okay? I'm very much okay. This was my pump-up song before every exam because my uni days for me were just exams, 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 study, study, study. I had no life in uni, and if I think about the songs that carried me through uni, this is, like, definitely the big one. True. Your songs have all been sad or angry, though. (laughs) Why do I seem moody? I promise I'm not. I think I just, like, remember sad emotions more than happy ones. I can speak to, like, um, our generation here. I'll just be like, guys, Connie's a Pisces. Thank you. That just, like, wraps everything up in a neat bow. Yep. So nothing much else to say about that besides the fact that I'd listened to that song, like, three times before every exam I took, so. 
That was me with danger in high school. Nice. Yeah. I Do remember driving to my IB exams, just like listening to it. Mm. Did he have like a pump up song in uni though? No, I didn't. When I went to, by the time I got to an exam hall for like university exams, I would just be like in the mood where I'm like, okay, let me just get this over with. <laughs> and that's what you call a straight A minus student. <laughs> <laughs> you just like humble brag there. That's a pretty good average. Um, maybe because I'm surrounded by like science students and pre med students in yeah. my family and my like, friends. Subjective. So, is that it? Yeah, your next song, please. Okay, cool. My next song is. I can't figure out the timing anymore for the next few songs because they're all more recent. So they're in a cluster of discoveries. I think my next song is Time to Say Goodbye by Sarah Brightman and Andrea Bocelli. Whoa. So that's like not a new song. It's been existent for a long time. Yeah. But I think what happened was, so I actually debated whether or not to include Ed Sheeran in my uh, playlist because for me, like Ed Sheeran's probably like your definition of like Bruno Mars. Yeah, um, I can see Very that. different in song quality, obviously, but like really great songwriter. Mm-hmm. People would beg to defer, but it's okay. As long as he can touch people, then he's doing his job. Yeah. Once so, again, music taste is subjective. Exactly. So then when um, he came out with Perfect, I remember everyone was so like, you know, it is was like legendary. Is that song? No. <laughs> and um, basically he did an orchestra version with Andrea Bocelli. Oh, and there yeah. was, like, opera in it. And that was, like, when my brain expanded again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, like, classical and, like, other genre of music is cool. So I started listening to Andrea Bocelli. And I think I recognized a little bit Time to Say Goodbye because it's such a legendary song. Mm-hmm. But I hadn't, like, really registered or, like, absorbed it. Right. And then after, like, he collabed with Ed Sheeran, I just started listening to purely, like, Andrea Bocelli music versus mm-hmm. Ed Sheeran music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just got really into, like vibing with opera you know vibing <laughs> you with classical so, singing um, haute couture <laughs> haute like, couture <laughs> you're so sophisticated <laughs> wow i think it's like um i don't know how to describe it but sometimes i kind of like to just listen to this music and just like relax you it know? is very soothing it's not like okay so uh, theoretically i should be having like a glass of red wine every night and like <laughs> listening to Andrea Bocelli. But then I can't do accents. But then I was just like, <laughs> no, like, accent. I don't know. Um, but like, literally, it's just me like vibing to Andrea Bocelli on a subway. I mean, that's a vibe. Yeah, think about it. Like, you're sitting in a subway and you just have like opera and like orchestra like flooding your earphones. It's pretty lit. This song just reminds me of Prison Playbook. That's also when it came up in Prison Playbook. Mm-hmm. This is a Korean drama on Netflix, by the way. Um, I was so excited. I was like, that's that's the song. Like, that's an amazing <laughs> song for this story choice. Like, amazing. Yes, I think it was a perfect choice, too. So shall I move on to my song number six? Yeah. This isn't really a song I listened to in that moment. It's more a song I like liked recently because I think it just came out this year. Mm-hmm. But I think it defines my immediately post-uni days well. Sure. This is like when my self-esteem finally went up a lot Mm -hmm. and like I learned to like self-love because I think especially growing up during our generation like Gen Z's are growing up a little bit more it's more allowed for them to be self-confident if that makes sense in their like looks but for me growing up it's like if you acknowledge that you thought you were pretty one day it's kind of like what are you doing yeah you're so cocky but um I think I finally let go of that when I was like 
graduated from uni and I also like distanced myself from the toxic sides of social media more. Mm-hmm. And so I finally learned that like, you know, some days I do think I'm pretty and that's fine. Like, that's a good thing. Yeah. Right. So I just want like a high self-esteem song, like a self-love song to go with that moment. And that is Royal by Chloe X Holly. Chloe times Holly. Nice. Pronounce it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's just like a, a song about like, don't hold back yourself or your confidence and like just go out there and succeed in life and like love yourself wow it's like one of those um what do you call those songs that you can really like feel yourself to uh, it's one of those though okay <laughs> that's a good choice i have never listened have i listened to is this what you play on the car sometimes maybe i don't quite remember which of their songs i play on the car. okay i need to listen to chloe x holly but um yeah i think i just need to sit down and like actually Mm-hmm. get into trying to discover new music because I used to be able to do that at work. Right. But then when I like switched roles, mm-hmm. um, it was so busy. Like I'm on calls all the time now, so yeah, like, I can't listen to music. And then after work, like I don't want to just sit there more. Yeah. I would never choose to like listen through an album when I'm just like completely free. Mm. I do it while I'm working on like stuff for work that I don't have to like talk to someone at the same time for yeah. or like think too hard. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay, song number seven. We're almost there. Woo! So, uh, this will be a surprise to no one, like not Connie, not any of my friends. Okay. Uh, this is a song called Losing You by Boy Pablo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I knew some Boy Pablo had to be in here. This is like, okay, this is what I would define as my new music um, mm-hmm. era. I have yet to find anyone. You guys can try to make recommendations, but none of the recommendations have worked. Like, I've gotten Claro and, like... Do you not like Claro? I kind of like the instrumentals, but I think I'm really picky about the way instrumentals and vocals blend in this Uh, genre of, like... I think they call it, like, bedroom Bedroom pop. pop, Like, you know, it's, like, produced Mm -hmm. in, like, a small Gen Z, like, (laughs) studio. Yeah, I call it Gen Z music. (laughs) So, Boy Pablo's been the only one I can find that I truly, like, vibe too. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how I describe like a lot of my personality is like I'm quiet but I'm sitting in a corner vibing. Right. And then um, regardless of the lyrics, I basically have every Boy Pablo song saved because I feel like the only way I can describe this, and it sounds like really cheesy, but I try to tell this to everyone, is the reason why I like Boy Pablo is that it's the first artist I've heard who like the way they make and create their music like speaks to my soul. I do think, like, he represents you perfectly. Yeah. So, like, if you listen to his music and not the lyrics or anything, just, like, the vibe of it all, then you'll get to know me. Mm-hmm. You it know? really is. Because it's, like, even if sometimes the lyrics are, like, oh, I'm done with life. <laughs> There's, like, literally a song about how his life I mean, sucks. It's called I'm Really this Tired. Day, this day sucks. I'm really tired. I'm this, really tired. This yeah. day sucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think even when lyrics are a little bit, like, ugh, I feel sick of this. Mm-hmm. It still sounds kind of bright. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's how, like, I just approach life, you know? That song is actually really iconic. I'm really tired. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because the lyrics are just, like, he's just not having it that day. Uh-huh. But he's also still vibing. Yeah. And that's, that's me, you. like, three out of seven days of the week. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But, like, regardless, I would just say that when I first heard his songs, I don't even know how they got fed to me. But I just was like, oh, my gosh. This is, like, my persona in music. Like, in notes. Wow. Yeah. I'm happy that you found your artist. Thanks. He also has uh, COVID right now, so we're wishing oh, him no. all the best. But Get he's been, like, soon. super, like, 
He's been an advocate for, like, staying safe for COVID and stuff, even though he's, okay. like, younger. Like, he's younger than us, even. Mm-hmm. So, like, I get that you, like, hang out with your friends sometimes, Yeah, that's probably. just unfortunate. You but, got unlucky. Yeah. But he, like, posted. He's like, yeah, I got it. So, I'm going to be just chilling at home. And I'm like, okay. This day sucks. Yeah. <laughs> just all the best. <laughs> all the best, Pablo. That's not his name, though. Oh, what's his name? It's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite okay. Are you searching it up? Yes. I should have no idea what his name is. But at least you know Pablo's not his name. <laughs> his name is Nicholas. So, oh. yeah. I guess he just created, like, an alter mm-hmm. alter ego na- name for himself, a stage name. Which Get well many soon, do. Nicholas. Yes. So that's my uh, most defining song, but I still have one more left. Connie, you can go. All right. This is hilarious. This is going to make me sound so much more pessimistic than Jenny, but I guess I am. No. The song I chose, and this is kind of representative of my working days, it's also a song I discovered recently. So, hey, maybe I do get some, like, musical recommendations out here. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have no idea how to pronounce this artist's name because it has weird punctuation in it. Okay. I always say East in my head, but it's E, like, that symbol, that little hat symbol that's kind of like you, you're writing, like, an exponent sometimes you use it. Like, yes. the power of. Yeah. Yes, that symbol. Like the up arrow? Yes, the up arrow. And then S and then T. So I always... I think that's East. That's what I call her. But she has a song called Walking Home in the Rain. And this is just me in a nutshell coming back from work (laughs) and not feeling the best. Um, Because, okay, this song kind of like plays into depression a bit, but I actually don't. I I don't want to fake depression or anything. I don't have that. Okay. I'm not depressed. But like, it still like speaks to me when I'm down. It's essentially about just waiting for the bus, putting your headphones in and letting it drown out your sadness. Mm -hmm. And that is just like a mood for me, especially because like when you start working like daily in a normal like nine to five job in an office, a lot of your me time is just um, commuting. Yeah. And so I've never heard a song that describes like commuting while not feeling the best so accurately. Okay. (laughs) Have you ever played this for me? No. Okay. Because I'm not sure how it would fit your tastes. Okay, that's fair. But now I'm going to force you to check it out. I will. She's kind of like indie too, so maybe you'll like it. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So final song. Yes, yes. We've gone through the whole list. I had a very tough time choosing this one because I know what kind of like stage in my life I'm trying to represent, but I was debating between this song and Our Son or Eternal Love by Chris I was going to include Our Son too. Yeah. So that um, that's a good one. We also talked about in our episode about how Chris Wu is defining history. Mm-hmm. So clearly you can see that music really finds its way into a lot of our episodes already. Yeah. Um, but instead, I chose a more fun and bright song, which is a trend that's going on here. And it's called, I don't know how to say it in English. So it's called Yangguang Cai Hong Xiao Bai Ma. This is crazy. I was going to choose that too. I can't say it because every time I say it, I want to say it in like the rhythm that he sings it. Uh-huh. So it's translated to like sunshine, rainbows, small white horse. Okay. This is your self-love song. As random playlist. as that sounds. And it's by a guy called Wow Kizang. That's his English name. He's called Da Zhongwei. Yeah. And he's like a super famous guy in China. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what this represents is my like movement from just like embracing my Asian culture to fully embracing my Chinese roots. Uh-huh. It's like the first time I've gotten into like, you know, music from a different yeah, genre. From, yeah. Even. And I just want to mention that this was actually I've heard it a lot on TikTok. Because oh, people yeah? like to make fun of it for like sounding like the N word. Oh no. <laughs> but like it's just a joke. And 
It's kind of like a meme song. This artist writes a lot of meme sounding songs or like party songs. Yeah, he sounds like okay, so he writes a lot of like very child appropriate. Like basically he writes like family friendly songs yes. that are super like bright. And I would say like when you first listen to the song, it's going to be extremely annoying. Like I'm yeah. not even going to lie about it. It's extremely annoying. It's like hella so, auto-tuned. To be honest, if you're not like Mandarin speaking, I don't think you would enjoy this song unless like That's but, not true. But like the rhythm and like yeah, it's like very catchy. Um and then like I would say that out of the songs I've heard in China, they don't have the best music scene out there or like mm-hmm. pop music scene. Um he's the guy who like produces and writes his own songs that is like the most innovative in yeah, that country right now. Yeah, it's very unique. And, like, when you see him on, like, variety shows, he's, like, the most artistic and, like, open-minded person I see mm-hmm. on media these days. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't really, really conform to, like, gender role, the gender norms, and, like, he doesn't, you know, push any of those, even though everyone else on variety does it to some extent. Yes. In Asia, like, as a whole. So this song, I wanted to read some translated lyrics from it. It's very repetitive, but I think he like is just so good at writing. He has another song called What's Up? It's a Mahalkan, which means Why Am I So Good Looking? That's literally the title yes. of the song. And I think he just like writes these songs to like pump up people's self esteem mm-hmm. when you're in it's like great. you can just like bop to this really annoying tune yeah. and just like feel better about yourself. Mm-hmm. So this one is. Uh, there's like the best translation I can find or the good parts are literally just the lyrics. You're the strongest, the greatest, the brightest, the shiniest. Nothing can stop your growth. You're the best, the cutest, the coolest, the proudest. Blossom as you wish. And then it just like repeats these compliments for yourself over and over. And then it just goes like sunshine, rainbow, white pony. That's what they... White pony! Yeah, white pony. <laughs> um, but it's just like so like... I don't even know how to describe it. It's it makes so happy. happy. Yeah. yeah. I think that... Our market in North America doesn't have, like, uh, an audience, sadly, for, like, these mindless but, like, so self-esteem-boosting songs. Yeah. Now everyone's about, like, lyrics and, like, mm-hmm. um, I won't say production because his production is good, but, like, everyone's about lyrics and quality of message. Mm-hmm. And this one is literally just feel good today. It has a good message, though, yeah. I'd argue. Yeah, I would say, like, that's part of it. I think the simplicity and the repetitiveness of his lyrics is what drills the message through even more on how simple it is to like preach self-love mm-hmm. i'm not gonna get all like music analytical into this <laughs> but yeah um it's a fun song i feel like if i were to go back to school now and like take exams that would be my pump-up song <laughs> okay it's actually like creepy i think we have like sister telepathy i found this a lot in our like daily lives uh-huh but I approached the last song the exact same way. I wanted to, like, pull out a song that kind of showed that I was more comfortable and proud of being Chinese. Yes. And also I picked a song that's kind of almost nostalgic because I feel really nostalgic these days when I don't get to go out much. And, like, I just contemplate life a lot. As we all do now. Yes. So I'm going to end my playlist off with a song called Na Xian Yan. Uh, Hu Xia? Hu uh, Xia? I don't know how to pronounce his name. Yeah, who knows what the intonation is? Yeah. <laughs> Hu Xia. <laughs> nice. I sound like a white uh, person. Nice. Now. It's like those years. Yeah. I don't know what the song is. I love that song. Is there like an English title for that song? I don't know. We'll okay. find, we'll, we'll find link out. all these songs anyway. Mm-hmm. So. so, this is actually from a movie that we recommended in this podcast before. Wow. Called You're the Apple of My Eye. Great movie. And. It's really fitting because that movie, like, really goes from high school days to, like, 
university days to like adulthood and just like growing pains that come with it and like love that comes with it. And I think um, ending off a playlist of my life up to this current point, mm-hmm. this is like a really fitting song. Nice. And it's also like one of the first songs I discovered in Chinese that I really liked because like I didn't really watch many Chinese shows before like half a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I watched this movie with Jenny like maybe before then, right? Yeah. Like a year ago. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, there's actually good Chinese content out there. Kind of like what you realized. Mm-hmm. So, wow, we really like are on the same wavelength. Yeah. <laughs> I will say like Connie's choice is definitely like more uh, reflective of the Chinese music scene. So because I've been trying to look into Latino music lately, too, you know. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking to like delve out of English music, um, if you're looking into like Mandarin songs or I think even Cantonese songs. Um, definitely go for like ballads. They're kind of mm-hmm. like the safer choice because I think like our cultures still have that part figured out yeah. while they're struggling intensely on pop music. You know what's funny? Um, before I even got into K-pop, one thing I did always listen to, even though I did, was not at all in touch with my Asian roots, was Korean ballads because I watched Korean dramas. Mm, yeah. Like, that was way easier for me to like get into in comparison to k-pop what do you mean there's also k-pop almost paradise <laughs> i really like that one but it's not like k-pop k-pop i you know guess I mean. yeah so that's our playlist um we can sum it up quickly connie do you want to go first on this one sure. back to confucianism I'll read out my playlist taylor swift never grow up the neighborhood sweater weather shiny hello bruno mars talking to the moon bts cypher part three killer Chloe X. Holly Royal, East, Walking Home in the Rain, and Na Xin Yan, Hu Xia. <laughs> the attempt at figuring out the intonation of his name. Okay, I'll go. This sounds so like therapeutic. I'll try to bring up my like soothing voice. Taylor Swift, Love Story, Owl City, Fireflies, Codaline, All I Want, XO, Miracles in December. BTS Danger, Sarah Brightman and Andrea Bocelli, Time to Say Goodbye, Boy Pablo, Losing You, Wow Ki Zhang, Yang Guang Tai Hong Xiao Bai Ma. <laughs> I can't say it without seeing the rhythm. Yeah, Yang Guang Tai Hong Xiao Bai Ma. That song. <laughs> and with that, those are the playlists of our lives. Jenny, did you realize that your voice sounded like you were reading the nominations for a Grammy? Oh my god. And the winner is... <laughs> I can't choose the winner. That's actually really funny. Yeah. That's what Someone I sound like. bring me on <laughs> when I become a famous uh, friggin', I don't know, director, screenplay writer. So you'd be invited to the Academy Awards, yeah. not the Grammys. Oh, true. <laughs> but it would work for that, too, that <laughs> voice. So I think that pretty much concludes this episode. Well, like, before we get to recommendations. <laughs> I think this episode is actually really useful in getting to know us. Mm-hmm. I think, like, music can show a lot about someone. I agree. It shows the most. So you know how, like, we say we don't judge people by music taste? But I also, like, gain respect for people through music taste. That is so true. So I don't really, like, lose respect that often. Yeah. But gain respect indeed. That's exactly it. Like, that's actually how I make a lot of friends, too. Yeah. Because you have to just bond over certain artists. Yep. Um, yeah, with that, Jenny, what's your recommendation this week? I wanted to say one more thing. Okay, go ahead. So if you know, like, my emphasis on, like, Boy Pablo and, like, all these genres... I am in desperate need for more female artists in my Spotify, but Connie and I don't have the same taste in female artists. Like, she's tried. 
So if anyone listening has any recommendations, please go to our Instagram and leave a comment on this episode's post because I'm desperate to like get my female quota up here. Okay. That's really awesome. If you've seen, like, I I basically only recommend, like, male songs, Mm -hmm. which is irking me. So, anyway, recommendation. (laughs) Connie knows what's coming because it's been consuming our lives for the past week. I can't believe how much we've watched. (laughs) Like, how many episodes? (laughs) There's a drama called Love and Redemption, and it's a Chinese xianxia, like, uh, fantasy genre like ancient fantasy genre mm-hmm. um and what's it called in chinese again? Liu Li. Liu Li, okay so love and redemption it's how do i say this it's like always about like heavenly like spirits that fall into the mortal world mm-hmm. and like are reborn and go through like tribulations yeah before they can go back to heaven and basically the main character is this girl who um like as a consequence she lost all her senses so like not that she's like actually like can't see or can't hear but it's like um she can't you just it. can't like interpret any yeah. of it so you don't like interpret your emotions you don't interpret like the colors you see all that mm-hmm. stuff um and there's like a whole story following her and her sect and then like this guy obviously the male lead who joins in from another sect mm-hmm. and they're just like battling demons and trying to unlock her memories and her secrets i don't want to give too much away but it's basically a typical xianxia drama where the plot changes like every five episodes so yeah. like you're in for a ride we're on episode like 30 something 33 and there's like 56 59 59 <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, like, really fun to just, like, watch and binge. Like, we're binging it. Mm-hmm. It's been, like, the first drama, Chinese drama, we've been able to sit down and watch properly since The Untamed, I feel like. Or since sit down and binge properly. That's true. Yeah. Whoa. Or I guess Gank Your Heart, but... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I binged Gank Your Heart. Yeah. I don't know about you, but... But this is, like, a Xianxia one. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. I highly recommend it. It's, like, pretty romantic, and I think the main couple is, like... Jenny pointed this out, but they have a really healthy relationship. Yes. Bless. Like, you still have, like, the sexist ideals from, like, the older characters, Mm -hmm. but I think it makes it even more refreshing when, like, the younger couple has their has their lives together and their priorities. But no, we're at episode 33, so let's hope Sufeng doesn't disappoint us. I guess, but he doesn't have a superiority complex anyway, so. Okay, true. Yeah. Also, I hear that the drama gets even more and more painful. So It's definitely a painful drama to watch. Like, if you like watching a lot of painful, angst. yeah, frustrating scenes, then sign yourself I'm up. I'm a sucker for angst. <laughs> and you can probably tell that through my playlist. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, I'm watching this drama, and, like, Connie knows, like, after, like, episode three of, like, a plot, because, like, they go, like, they skip plots so often. Uh-huh. But after episode three of a plot, there's always, like, a bunch of angst, and I'm like, let's just solve this yeah. problem <laughs> and move to the and next like, one. But I love the pain. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Love and redemption. Go watch it. Because it's consuming our lives, so why don't you waste your life like us, yes. too? <laughs> it's so good. All right, so, again, we'll have all our music linked on our website. Um, and Connie will tell you where to find that in the ending, so we don't repeat ourselves too much. But it'll be linked on the show notes. And please send us music recommendations, because I like I live for those. Yes, so. I'm in need of those, too. Yes. Because I literally listen to an album a day. Yeah. Okay. End us off, Connie. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed our discussion on this week's topic. To hear more, you can subscribe to The Bicultural Identity on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 
While you're at it, we'd also greatly appreciate any reviews on iTunes or simply sharing our podcast with your family and friends. But of course, no pressure. As well, any opinions and experiences discussed are solely based on our own experiences as second gens. We invite you to engage with us on our Instagram, at the Bicultural Identity, where you can also find the link to our website with our show notes. Thanks again for listening, and be sure to tune in next Monday for our next episode. See you then.